0: 7763 Wisconsin. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, we've got a dust up right now. Jawan Howard and Greg Gard were
1: going nose to nose. Live from The Rich Eisen Show Studio in Los Angeles. Yo, Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrub. The Rich Eisen Show.
2: I didn't like the timeout being called. Earlier
1: on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay. Jay Billis. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee, Dick Vermeil. And now, it's Rich Eisen.
0: Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Quite a conversation with Jay Billis last hour about what happened in the handshake line at Wisconsin. Uh, yesterday with Juwan Howard and Greg Gard, the uh, Michigan coach and the Wisconsin head coach. We talked about Albert uh, football with Albert Breer. And hour number one, that there could be some sort of boycott at the Combine based on uh, the uh, setup there. Uh, phone calls throughout the day, 844-204-RICH, number to dial, Chris Brockman. Uh, somebody is accused uh, of him uh, having Cheerios with a a certain liquid uh, in it today, not being milk. Um, (laughs) Fans are wondering what got into Brockman today. Uh, He's here on this president's day. uh, I'm making making
3: fun of myself in tweet that I'm Okay, good.
0: Brockman and Del Tufo in their position. TJ Jefferson, good to see you over there as always.
3: Overreaction
0: Monday uh, is going to be coming up in about 20 minutes time. But, uh, you know, I I talk – um, all the time about how fortunate I am to be the, the host of NFL Network from its inception, and I mean every word of it, from 2003 is when we came on the air. And the number of people that I've gotten to meet, it's just a journey. It's about journeys and, and, and stories and, um, and distance traveled. Michael Irvin always likes telling stories like that. And the number of, of uh, men and women uh, that I've gotten to meet through my job um and their love of the nfl it just comes through and it's uh, uh, something i don't take for granted and i love this man who i'm about to introduce i mean truly do adore this man and getting to know him and getting to meet him and getting to work with him as we did at the combine years ago and i just know what football means to this man and i know what football has also done for this man and his wife carol and their journeys together and the fact that they are now going to journey to the Pro Football Hall of Fame together means so much to me and that's the way I wanted to introduce my friend and Pro Football Hall of Famer Dick Vermeil here on the Rich Eisen show how are you sir
4: Rich needless to say we are floating very high right now Carol sitting across from me here in the Beautiful. sun in Key West Florida our daughter's second home and enjoying time here and I appreciate very much your kind remarks and and you know the feelings are mutual.
0: You know it just—I just know again your journey and what you do, for, what you've done for the sport, and for it to finally get recognized like this. I know you say you were floating on air, but I, I mean, who who do you think about when the name Dick Vermeil and Pro Football Hall of Famer said in the same sentence, Coach?
4: Well, to be honest with you, I think about the coaches that I have great respect and admiration for that aren't in there yet. And I'm going to try to save them a seat. And I hope I live long enough to see them all get in because mm-hmm. as you know, Rich, it's a, uh, we have some very deserving people out there that aren't in there yet. And there's only been 10 coaches put in in the last 25 years. So there's room for more. And when people ask me, I, I, I think, God, I'm so grateful, so grateful, but also, uh, I'm sorry these other guys aren't already in.
0: Well, I mean, who was your mentor, Dick, when you first started? Who, who's that, that that person who gave you the leg up and started to, you know, help you hone well, your X's and O's? Who's that?
4: Well, Rick, if it wasn't for a high school coach taking his first head coaching job at Calistoga, and, you know, in 1954, I probably would not be sitting here, you know. He just inspired the hell out of me, and he, he was so... Uh, positive about what he thought I could do as a football player. I know I'm a town of, you know, 1,800 people a school, 130 kids in it, and he tells you, you you know, you could play football, and I just love the game, you know, and uh, so I decided, well, I'm going to be like Bill Wood. I'm going to go to junior college, catch up, then I walked on at San Jose State and decided I wanted to be a high school football player, and from that time on, I never turned down a job that looked like a good advancement opportunity, so... Mm.
0: And then, uh, just in terms of uh, who opened your mind off uh, on offense, who was that guy who opened your mind on well, offense?
4: You know, uh, I worked at Stanford. Bill Walsh was on the staff. Jim Moore was on the staff. Mike White was on the staff. I was always around, uh, you know, football guys, real football guys. I mean, I've sat around the table with John Madden when we were junior college coaches, you know, these kinds of things. But, you know, then in the NFL, it was Ted Marshall Broda. Mm -hmm. Stimulated me. Roman Gabriel, those two people. My first year in the league in 1969. Howard Schnellenberger was on that staff, and I was coaching the special teams as the very first special teams coach ever hired. But I went to all the offensive meetings, and then later on, I you know, two years later, I'm back there, offensive coordinator, you know. And then I go to Chuck. I go to Chuck Knox, and he, you talk about sophistication in the running game and the importance of it and the discipline of it and the fundamentals of teaching it, you know. And these kind of things. And, and Tommy Prothrow, I learned so much about practice organization and the fundamentals approaching to, to make players better. The guys that you have, make each one of them better. Tommy Prothrow, you know, and it was I was so fortunate to, to do that. Then I get into, you know, my own jobs, and then I bring Sid Gilman with me. You know, and, and Sid Gilman was like having a walking encyclopedia with you every day. And he didn't, he coached the quarterbacks on the field. I still ran my own offense and those kinds of things at, in those days. But he coached our entire offensive staff on how to be better football coaches mm. as well as improved our scheme, you know. And then, I, you know, Al Saunders, Mike March was just, Mike Martz, nobody did a better job than Mike March at first year as a coordinator than he did for us in 1999, you yeah. know. And those kind of guys, Jim Hannafin, they were all, Positive, positive influences are on me, really. Dick
0: Vermeil, Pro Football Hall of Famer here on the Rich Eisen Show. And you know when Madden went in, he said the busts talk to each other when the lights go out at night. What,
4: oh, that's a great statement.
0: I know, right? What What will your busts say to Madden's when the lights go out, Dick?
4: I'd say, John, you deserve every accolade you have received since your passing. And I hope everybody said that to you before you passed so you really know how sincere and meaningful you were to people in the National Football League. You know, he helped me also in broadcasting. I oh, traveled sure. on the bus, so, and that got stuff. So, and, he, you know, he was so good to me when I came into the league because, like I said, we, we met all the way back in, in junior college coaching days, and uh, he was the first guy that called me when I got the head job of the Philadelphia Eagles and invited me to spend time with him at our first owners' meetings. And he spent all his free time with me. You know, and then I get in broadcasting, all of a sudden I'm doing games next to his booth. I'm not live, he is. And myself and Frank Lieber did two broadcasts on side booths and traveled on the bus with him to the next game. So I have, you know, I have. Great admiration and respect
0: mm-hmm. for the man. You know. Well, I mean, I, I honestly, when I heard that, you know, Sean McVay was potentially thinking about going into broadcasting now at age thirty-six after winning a Super Bowl and getting to his second with the Rams, I honestly thought of Madden and I thought of you, Dick, about you know successful coaches talking about burnout, talking about how difficult it is to to keep grinding it out, and that yeah. broadcasting might be a better way of life what would what do you say about that possibility that mcveigh could be thinking about that right
4: now well probably i hope he doesn't you know he's got so much to give to the game not that he hasn't already given it to the game Mm -hmm. but there's so much in this guy he he's a he's a living football and i think his mind just sees things so brilliantly as he evaluates what he's going to do and how he's going to prove his scheme and these kinds of things, he has so much more to give to the game. And in broadcasting, believe me, it's a lot of fun. And you meet so many wonderful people. And I had such an advantage and I got to sit in meeting rooms of many, many great coaches, sit in offensive meetings, quarterback meetings, team meetings, talk to teams because of the respect that I had gained as a head football coach. And then I'd go to broadcast the game. I, Brett and I worked together eight years, and we'd go in early and spend time with these different coaches. And, I, you know, it was just I, I, I learned some things. I, I regained some confidence. I said to myself many times, you know, these guys are doing it better than I was doing it. Or from time to time, I'd say, you know, I like how I did it better than they are doing it, you know. But I saw some great coaches. The Bill Snyders at Kansas State is probably as fine a football coach as I've ever seen coach, especially a college football team Tom Coughlin, when he was at Boston College, I got to know him so well. And what's he do? He gets in the NFL and does a brilliant, Hall of Fame caliber job. You know, so uh, I just think Sean has so much to give to the game, and uh, I, I would be, I would be disappointed if he left the game this early. You know,
0: and and it just it's just amazing how um, you know the Rams winning a championship, hoisting the trophy, and it's the first time in... Los Angeles, they did it, and you know, it, it brought back so many great memories, obviously, of your 99 run. Um, what did you think of Kurt's movie, Dick? What did you think of that one?
4: You know, I liked it. Terrell and I hosted it in three different states it. before it really went public, and I and every time I saw it, I liked it better because <laughs> I better under Because I didn't have a deep insight into his early days prior to getting to me. We brought him there in 98. You know, they left out the first year with the Rams, nineteen ninety eight, as our third quarterback, and that's where I really got to know him and watch him. And and Rich, I, I learned if you're not coaching your own offense or your own defense as a head coach, you see a lot more on the practice field of all your players. And I can remember watching him and it coming off the field from time to time when he just ate our defense alive thinking, you know, this kid can play or else our defense thinks. What are the other. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so it, uh, by the time it came to make the decision, was he going to be our starter when Trent Green went down? Uh, I had some depth because I watched him three days a week throw against our defense. You know, you have a tendency as a coach to not go on what you see; you go on what you hear other people say, and your, 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 your opinion would. But like, yeah, he probably can't do that under pressures running these plays off cards. You know. What would he do in front of eighty thousand people? Well, he went beyond everybody's expectations. Okay, so that's why he's in the Hall of Fame.
0: And the movie, the movie's beautiful, as you you pointed out yeah. about his personal life and about you know Brenda and their son and their kids and 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 the journey. Uh, and and obviously the scene you know where where Dennis Quaid is playing you the we will rally around Kurt Warner and we will play good football. Did you like, like Did you have to psych yourself up to say that? You've believed it in your bones? I mean, that's such a famous speech that's now in the movie history. Dick, what was
4: that? I really believed it. Plus, as a leader, it, it's important that you transmit energy that people can believe. Your team. Our team was ready to be a good football team. And I told John Shaw... Prior to training camp in 99, this was going to be a very good football team. And he said, Coach, don't tell me that. A lot of coaches have told me that before this season. I said, John, I've been on good teams. This is a good football team. I, you know. And I knew uh, Trent Green had a great feel for Trent, the, what great job he was going to do. And then, uh, But the background of watching Kurt for a whole season as the third quarterback in throw gave me confidence and my staff's confidence to make him our number two quarterback in the first place in ninety nine. And I I knew he would play well. I did not know he would play as well as he did. No quarterback, you can study it any way you want to no quarterback ever played the first six, seven games of his career under and performed like Kurt Warner did. No one has ever
0: yeah. That is the truth, man. There's no question about that. And now, I mean, look at you, Dick. You've you had, you've had uh, Dennis Quaid and Greg Kinnear play you in movies. Look at you. You're yeah. like, you've gone Hollywood. It's amazing.
4: Yeah. You know? Well, my wife requested it w- would be, what was that guy's name? Oh, uh, Brad Pitt. Actors like Carol. Uh, uh, excuse me, it doesn't come to my mind. It's okay. It's great actor. Is it Brad Pitt? Like it's usually Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt. He wanted Brad Pitt. I love
0: it. Oh man! <laughs>
4: all right.
0: So now let's get to finishing up uh, the most important questions. First, how's the wine doing, Dick? How's the wine business? Well, what's going first on with the wine? I to
4: say that in thirteen years of business, we're in the black, doing well. We've really? got over four hundred twenty-five club members, and it's growing. Our concern now is having lost all our red grapes in the two thousand twenty forest fire due to smoke damage. Right. We're going to be short of red wines. Uh, yeah. And uh, the year, it's those are due to be sold and marketed. So we're going to be a little bit behind at that time. But uh, I think Thomas Brown is going to step up and let us move some of his red into our tasting room and, and, and supplement club members and that kind of stuff. And, as if uh, Andy Jones, our winemaker. So that's going to help us, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, your your wine is f- phenomenal. I talk about it all the time, Dick. It really is. It's some of the so best. You do. It's, of course. Are you kidding me? Your your the vermilion wines and is just terrific. It's it's phenomenal.
4: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I believe it because we have, you know, our two wine people, Thomas Brown and and, Andrew. They they do a great job, and we have i I've been involved with the vineyard, the Freddie Anna Vineyard, all my life. I know that vineyard. It's 107 acres of very old Calisoc ground that produces wonderful grapes, and so we have a good product. And we don't cut corners, and we didn't go in the business just to make money, because it's, you, you really can't do that in the wine business like we have, little tiny places. But we went in to make as best the wine as we could make, and it, right now it's, we're moving that way.
0: com. Everybody should go check it out. It really is spectacular. And then... Um, have you sat for your bust yet? Do you know what you what you want? Do you want Philadelphia era? Do you want St. Louis era? What what are we going to go for here for the look on your bust? Well,
4: I go in. I go in as an Eagle, but with great respect for the Rams and the Chiefs. But you know, I live in Philadelphia. I coach there, I know more of the kids. that I still call them kids. That I coach. about eighteen of them, seventeen of them live right there in town, and I, I see them all the time and have dinner with them, share wine with them. And so I think I I would prefer to go in as an eagle with great admiration and respect for the Rams and Chiefs, and brag about being up with involved with all three of them. You so,
0: you, know? but the look of the bust—you'll have the hairline of the Philadelphia era. That's what you're going to have yeah. for the bust. The look. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I know that they've done all the measurements.
0: Okay. How great is this? How great is you doing measurements? This the Hall of Fame, Dick. It's happening. And it's so deserved and Kurt's the one who knocked on your door Although uh, Kurt told me that you you, you kind of heard him coming up the driveway and you you and Carol were already I, out there pretty much I
4: thought it, I thought it was a UPS delivery Harold <laughs> <laughs> knew they were coming okay okay all right and that's how we had our two boys there because she had our number two son Rick uh, David over there mm-hmm. to help he does our financial stuff and mm-hmm. so Supposedly, we were having a family financial meeting, uh-huh. and she said, well, Rick, our oldest son, hadn't had breakfast with us in a long time, so she has him over. I'm sitting here in my old work clothes and a uh, black <laughs> T-shirt and thinking I'm going to be out working, uh, cleaning some wood stuff because the winds knocked everything down. And right. the buzzer on the driveway goes off. I get up. I say, oh, UPS here early. I go out, and here's Kurt Warner walking through the woods <laughs> in a gold jacket. I knew right away. Hey, I made.
0: <laughs> you made it, and then uh, the question, as you know, Dick, is there's always um, uh, a wager amongst the class when they're coming in together. There's always a wager as to who's gonna cry first, and. I'm I'm guessing that you're just going to make everybody just change that wager that you'll just make that off the boards pretty much, right? I mean, you know that's what we're going to be talking about come August.
4: Well, that's me. You know, it used to really bother me. Now, you know, all you can be is yourself. That's it. And I heard Schwarzkopf one time make the statement on on sixty Minutes. He didn't worry about those that cried. He worried about those that didn't. That made me feel pretty good, you, you know. And that, you You got to be yourself, and I have found myself the tears in my eyes many times in my career, but for all the right reasons.
0: Well, maybe we can get you a Kleenex sponsorship for Canton. Okay. Something. Like, let's yeah. let's work it in your favor because that's what people want to see. They want to see you be you. And on behalf of everybody, Dick, at the network who's come across you, I always feel confident being able to speak for all of my colleagues. My gosh are we just so happy for you and Carol. It is so well-deserved. And we loved getting to know you and work with you back in the day, and we kind of feel like, you know, we're going in with you. That's a fact.
4: I appreciate that very much, and I know you're very sincere. Thank you.
0: You take care of yourself, Dick. Say hi to your wife, and uh, say hi to Carol for me and the rest of the family, and congrats again.
4: All right. Bye-bye.
0: You got it. That's Dick Vermeule, everybody. It's himself. He's going to be him. Let's get him a gig. Let's Water get him a deal. Let's go. Oh, it's coming. They oh. they bet all the time. Who's going to crack first? Who's going to go first? That, yeah, that, I mean, Dick's that's off the board. board. It's off the board. board. He's off the board. board. Right, off the yeah. board. It's who's going to crack second?
3: Who's going to go second? Who's going
0: second? Is it Baselli? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seymour, you Lieutenant Weinberg. all right we'll take a break come back 844 204 rich number to dial overreaction monday that's coming up right here on the rich eisen show but before we do Callaway rogue you should go rogue folks certainly if you want to be long off the tee, the Callaway rogue st driver has been built to completely bomb it It's been speed-tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. But that's just the beginning, because Callaway has engineered a Rogue ST for every player. Most golfers will fit into the max. I do. Incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. I need that forgiveness, because I never square it up. But that's for another time. Max D is their dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. Now, if you need something more low spin, there's Max LS, which gives you stronger trajectory with a more neutral ball flight. But for the true players out there, Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the compact low spin head that the tour players love. Look, Callaway has thought through every aspect of speed. So all you have to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Back here in the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> I'm good at pickleball. Well done. Facts. Um, let's go to Fred in Mississippi here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Fred?
5: Hey, what's going on, Rich?
0: How are you? What's going on? What's on your mind, Fred?
5: Man, first of all, you guys, y'all are wonderful, man. Y'all keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, brother. Tell bro. Brockman, man, that short man syndrome, he can uh, just chill with it. <laughs> he's I, actually, he's I'd actually, I'm he's not actually sure. taller. I'm he's actually sure taller. The show.
0: <laughs> he's taller than Del Tufo. I mean, like if if we were Usual Suspects, TJ would be the tallest. Uh, Brockman, and I think, I might have me way. by a half inch, maybe. we're like love. Verizon bars. But at any yeah. rate, what what's on your mind here, Fred? <laughs> okay.
5: We're all well, happy on, campers uh, here. Comment on that, uh, Juwan Howard situation, please. Well, uh, first, I understand you don't you don't swing at anybody. You no, know, that's what we was taught as kids coming up, unless they hit you first. But uh, Coach was kind of aggressive when he grabbed him. I mean, he should have just, like you say, saw how mad he was. When he pointed that finger, he should have kept going as a man. But uh, in this day and age, like uh, Sideline Mike said, you can't just grab no grown man like that and not expect them to react in some type of way.
0: Well, Fred, I appreciate the call. Um, call back, please do um, anytime. I'm just looking again. I've got the um, uh, sports mix up here because you know we're on the old campus of Directv here. Those used to be our uh, our benefactors, right? <laughs> and um, so I see all what everybody's talking about. It's been literally every five minutes seeing the pushing and shoving and the throwing of the yeah. hand. It's it, it's, it's, a non-stop, it's on a nonstop loop right now. Football's and, over. we got nothing to no, talk about. Uh, no, I, I'm, <laughs> but it's worth talking about. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's not worth talking about. I, I, I knew as soon as that happened, I'm like, well, I guess I know what I'm talking about when I get back in the chair on Monday. <laughs> for sure. You know? And so, but what I'm saying is for the school, a dreadful look. An absolutely dreadful, dreadful look that the the Michigan Mays Block M is up there having this conversation about it completely different from the conversation when Juan Howard got hired and the job that he's done he he had done for the first two years in the recruiting remember we had him on yeah. talking about he was welcoming uh the McDonald's all-Americans with the the five stars on his team welcome to the club and I'm like you weren't just welcoming him to the Wolverines right you're welcoming him to the club you used to be in right Mm -hmm. like that's next level ability if you're a coach to recruit this is the exact opposite and I'm wondering if Juwan's sitting there thinking you know what it's just not worth it whatever feeling I got to make sure that I you know Someone is not to touch me and they should understand I am not to be touched. I don't know if that's worth uh, the squeeze here. It's literally every five minutes and it's the way it's going to be for the rest of today. And I understand, you know, news cycles move on, but this will always be there. Truly during the big when he returns to the sideline. You'll see that video next time Michigan plays Wisconsin. Say, what if
3: they play each other in the Big Ten tournament? They could tournament? play in the
0: Big Ten tournament, yeah. which appears to be, at right now, as this discussion, Michigan's only path to the tournament basket uh-huh. here. And, um, you know, on a, again... <laughs> I don't know uh, all about quadrant one wins and quadrant two wins and I'm seeing all of this stuff now. RPI That's used big. to came out of nowhere all those years ago. Quad one. You know, yeah. I don't even know what Michigan's quad one and quad two, but it ain't good. When and 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 this video is gonna be shown for a very long time. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Overreaction Monday. Shall we hit it, please? It may be no NFL, but it still does not matter. There's still so much to overreact to on a Monday. Hit it. That was
2: terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place
3: sucks.
1: Overreaction Mondays. Mondays. Monday.
3: All right, Christopher, what's going on? Uh, we do have one NFL topic. Rich, we'll get Good. to it uh, after some of this NBA off Good. the top. Uh, the NBA needs to get rid of the dunk contest. Fact. Not an
0: overreaction, but I think it needs to, um, hold on a minute.
3: Get rid of or revamp? What do you think?
0: Uh, Downgrade it. Downgrade it. Like, once again, um, downgrade it. Three-point contest is the end of the night now. So
3: not change it, but just move it to it. Just like
0: it's not as marquee where, where everybody's sitting in the front rows and getting ready to be wowed and get out of their chairs and half the time you're just hearing the music in the arena fill the void of replacement dunks and fifth attempts at a dunk and uh, here's the rule the rule is that it hasn't really been an attempted dunk yet because he hasn't had control of it going out and and you're like okay got it and then you see five uh you know, all-timers or a DJ college sitting there and giving him an eight or a nine. And it's just, it's its its now bloated. It doesn't work. It's no longer what it used to be. And you just have to face that fact and make it the second part of your all-star night, Saturday night. And it ends with a three-point shooting contest where clearly anybody at any position can go win it.
3: I wonder if there's a tweak to be made. I saw a good tweet uh, yesterday about Maybe they make it teams, and everything has to be alley oops, like just some sort of format tweak instead of just.
0: We've just seen it. They're
3: scrapping it, or moving I mean, honestly,
0: it we've just said, "What old school is a 19-year-old movie? How old is the dunk contest now? Is it 30 years old? Is it coming up on 30 yeah, years old?
3: I would say 35 years right. old. Right, so over 30, over you know, 30 years old. Talking like 80 so, five. we've seen it.
0: We've seen yeah, it now 84. for three decades of dunks, An all-time greats dunk. The all-time greats don't participate in this anymore.
3: All right. Uh, the news kind of before the All-Star game was that Chris Paul has a, a thumb issue that's going to keep him out at least two months. You can say subluxation. I can't. Okay. I, I can't <laughs> do that actually. Uh, my overreaction here is uh, CP3's injury is going to cost the Suns a title shot. <sighs>
0: I'll say that's an overreaction. Six to eight weeks means... My Dubs get the one seed. So right. why, why can't he why can't he win a game 7 uh, I'll in Oakland? I'll tell you uh, why. Rich. I'll tell you why. Why? Cuz he'll have a, a he'll have a soft tissue injury at the worst possible time. Because, because he
3: had it out of the way. Because already. he hasn't done it yet. Something like this always comes up for Chris Paul.
2: Yeah, but look, Chris, he got it out of the way early this time. It's not like yeah. Dorian- So
3: he got his devastating playoff think, injury out of the way.
2: In like and I'm, even being, I'm not even trying to be funny, but, like, yeah, usually it's during the playoffs something weird right. happens Yeah, Chris. they've run
0: out of time. At least yeah. he's got the runway so, of time this time around. yeah, playoffs yeah, start well in, in seven It's an overreaction weeks, right he now. he might be
2: back in eight. So, yeah, hopefully this was the injury that he always gets and he got it out the way. It's too bad.
3: Like, you Phoenix is primed to win the whole thing right now.
0: They are, but... Two months from now is what? Middle of April, anyway. Yeah. They can win a couple of games without him in the playoffs. He's no, get him back keep it and then get yeah. evil. I'm not going to say that that's the end of that, but you know, they might have to win a couple of playoff games on the road more than they would have had he not gotten injured. Yeah, that's I'll true. just say that's a, 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 a. I'll just say there's lots more right, basketball right. to go here. So,
3: all right. Here, here's one. Here's one. Bear with me here. Two things. One. Did you notice that LeBron tried to hijack All-Star Weekend by saying, saying that he would welcome a return to the Cavs? Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Okay. Did you also notice that when they did the 75th anniversary team introductions, who got the loudest ovation in Cleveland? So my overreaction is Jordan getting the loudest ovation is a sign to LeBron oh boy. that Cavs fans don't want him back. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's oh, a good one, Matt. On, man.
3: That's a good one. That's a good Cavs one. Cavs fans don't want to back. Why would they welcome him back? Left you twice, and you now have a winner, a young winning team in Cleveland that can make some noise right. here in the next week. And LeBron is just going to attach himself to your coattails? Here's what I
0: think LeBron is talking about uh, 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 one more time with the Cavs. I think that that would be his choice for Bronny. Perhaps. Yeah. And a place for him to go. Where he goes back to the Cavs one last time to finish up his career. Like if he had his choice as to where he and his son could have that one year, that griffy year together. Yeah. I would think he'd choose the Cavs. Because it's home, it's homecoming. And that by then, three well, it's three years from now, right? Have we decided yeah, that? Yeah,
3: Bronny's a minimum. junior in high school. So by three years by now, years by now,
0: now they yeah. could they could they could get Bronny and then he'd be just like the the veteran, just Dare's dad. Running things. Don't you think that's where you would choose it? Do you think it would be L.A.? Do you think it would be Miami? Or just for the homecoming, home time for, sake, uh, that, that's is, what he's thinking Cleveland's
2: about. not home for Bronny though. This is probably more. Yeah, well,
3: L.A.'s home. What if it's the Clippers, yeah. the Clippers draft Bronny? Would LeBron really suit up for the Clippers? Would Jeannie let him? Why I think he, he was think
2: he's, he's going, going to do him.
0: this with whoever Don't gets you think his at cake? some point he's here only gonna go. do one year deals just to make sure he's available? Yeah, I, and like I said, I've said that for years. And, and which I think team that's would the case. which team would say, No, LeBron, you may not come here for just one year. We need more we need more years. Who would say no to that? we I, I can do gonna, whatever you damn well please. It's going to help uh, raise Brawny's
2: draft status because It's going to get drafted
0: higher what, than he should. What a diabolical concept you've come up with here I that guess. Cavs fans cheering for Jordan <laughs> more than LeBron means we don't want you here. Yeah. And, and LeBron hijacked it so much, he hit the game-winning shot. Like, yeah. he,
2: had to, <laughs> he,
3: he had to play hero ball in his hometown. Oh, whole my time. God. Come on, bro. <laughs> How about this hot take? Yeah. If the if the Clippers Is this
0: another one or you're just coming you're riffing now? No, I'm riffing now. Okay. If the
3: Clippers <laughs> draft Bronny, right? Mm. And LeBron goes and plays for the Clippers, yeah, that guarantees he won't get a statue outside of Staples.
0: 'Cause the Clippers will be in their new home down the road from the
3: Rams yeah, and, and the and, Chargers. And, yeah, and Jeannie will be like, You went and played for the Clippers. We're not giving you a Lakers statue. That's
2: fine. Then outside of the new Clippers arena, we shall A
3: one year, a one year Bron- the
2: statue <laughs> to LeBron. The first and Kawhi. Dude,
3: they used to
0: hang <laughs> banners of Olawa Candy, right? Hey, never Olawa Candy. Oh, no, pardon me, that's wrong, right? <laughs> All right. They would have, they would have hang they would have hang big pictures of Blake. Uh-huh. DeAndre and banners. Chris Paul, yeah. right? Just to cover up all the right. Lakers banners Which and Taylor Swift's banners. Yeah. I love that. that was <laughs> that's what they like, used what to I do. Idea? Get that stuff out of here.
2: That
3: was, I all like, right. What
0: I else like you do? got? Super Let's dog. go. All right. Here we NFL. got bogged down by here's that insanity.
3: NFL. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, NFL topic here. Uh, the big story from the weekend: Brian Flores joining the Steelers staff. This means that the Steelers are in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Oh,
0: that's crazy! Because we all
3: know that. Brian Flores really wanted Deshaun in Miami. I'm connecting dots here. Brian Flores, I don't
0: know if Brian Flores really wanted Deshaun in Mike Miami. Mike
3: Tomlin says they want to get more mobile.
0: I don't think anybody knows what the Deshaun Watson stuff in Miami was all about, other than Stephen Ross really wanting him, maybe. I was just and I, I, don't you think... Flores in the middle of the, all that and they're coming back from 1-7 and seven down and they're winning games and then all of a sudden Steven Ross goes and gets permission to meet with another quarterback at the trade deadline. How that must have sat in the in the head coach's office. Like what? So Okay, so we're going to get him. We're going to bring everything here that he's bringing here with his baggage and I'm going to have to get him up to speed in the middle of all this right now. That's really what we're going to do? Yeah. I don't know. No. I, 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 I don't think the Steelers are in the Honestly, what the new GM's going to – or Kevin Colbert, before he goes out the door, is going to trade all the draft capital oh, of his Deshaun successor Watson. to go to, to get the, the Texans to bring him – to send Deshaun Watson to Pittsburgh? I don't know, man. I, I of, of the teams that are going to make a big swing at quarterbacks, the one that would surprise me the most would be Pittsburgh. They're already talking. Did you see Colbert was talking about Mason uh, Rudolph I, I, today? I did see that. Hold on. Here's the quote. Let me oh, get oh, that. We one.
3: have the tweet, too, from oh, Kinkabwala. Go, go for it. Oh, yeah. I she, mean. Hold on. I wasn't ready for
0: that. I'm sorry. We keep think. going, then. Keep going. What else? You got, what else? All you got right. To
3: well, do? Uh, some golf here. Great weekend of golf here in L.A. Uh, yes. At the Riviera. Uh, a lot of talk surrounding it about this Saudi Super League oh, that's boy. being. mean, Phil's talking about some crazy quotes everyone's wondering if DJ or Bryson's gonna go they said no the Saudi Golf Super League will have a shorter life than the Euro Soccer Super League well it doesn't
0: happen it hasn't existed yet right
3: that's my point it's (laughs) it's it's over it's over before it started at least the Soccer Super League lasted what two or three days
0: yeah the fact that, you it's know, yeah, geopolitically, this country has done all sorts of terrible, awful things. But you know why I'm actually want to be in business with them? Because this is a great opportunity to stick it to the PGA Tour is a horrible take.
5: Not That's as bad a it's take as you could hear Phil, in a man. very long time. Not great from Phil. Not
0: great no, from Phil. No overreaction there.
3: And this one and the last one, guys, okay. is, is a baseball. Uh, not much baseball talk these days, but this story did come out and I just wanted to address it. There's no overreaction. I'm just making a statement, okay? Yes. Juan Soto turned down $350 million before the lockout.
0: Because he wants uh, 500, million. $500 million. Because he wants to go
2: play for the Metropolitan. <laughs> oh, God. Listen to me. Ah, Listen to me now. Reaction. Write it down. Take a picture. There's 1140 on whatever the day is, 2 22 Just remember I said it to you. Just remember I said this to you.
0: 30. So he turned down He turned down all that money mm-hmm. 350. because he knows he could get more from the Mets and he wants to play for the Mets. He
2: wants to go play
0: with Francisco Lindor, who I believe is one of his best friends. Okay.
2: Mistake. Good Lord. Hey, Uncle Stevie's got cash. A yes, he does.
3: <laughs> uh, yes, that he Aditi does. King of quote, uh, Kevin Colbert. Says, quote, if we started the season today, Mason Rudolph would be yeah, our starter. Started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I might be all in on the Deshaun Watson then. Said that Mason is five, four, and one in his first four years as a starter. Excited to see what's next. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't uh, I, I you know what's next? Him not starting. <laughs> <stage>. <laughs> a
3: different quarterback. Yeah.
0: That that sounds like a general manager who is going out the door and doesn't think at all how this plays with the fan base i could i do not know a single Steeler fan that is either a happy to give mason rudolph the opportunity to see if he could be the guy that they all thought he could be Remember when Big Ben? Remember when Mason Rudolph got drafted, and Big Ben basically said it's not my job to be Mister Chips and yeah. show him the playbook and everything like that. And we were all like, "Oh God." Okay. <laughs> so maybe now that Ben's gone, Mason can be given the opportunity, and and this will be the moment for him. I don't know a single Steeler fan who's thinking that, or B, I don't know a single Steeler fan that isn't thinking, "Let's use this Big Ben retirement as an opportunity." to totally remake the position in terms of what the Steelers haven't done at the position for a few years. And I think you heard Tomlin say earlier that uh, um, in January that mobility at the position is something that is uh, a plus. Yeah. So Mason Rudolph today could be that guy, and then Dwayne Haskins could be that guy for today. But the Steelers aren't playing football today. And I don't think any Steeler fan would be happy if those were the two battling it out in Pennsylvania come late July. There best be some other people there either drafted in late April or somehow brought in less than four weeks from now. This is all happening in the next month, folks.
3: Maybe someone who wears number four, um, I'm just saying. I
0: don't think Deshaun Watson is going to come to Pittsburgh. This acquisition, should Deshaun clear his decks and prove himself to be a viable quarterback in this league because he's now a viable citizen walking the planet, (laughs) that the Steelers would be willing to trade – this year's first, it would be multiple first-round picks. You would basically be looking at Les need and thinking, he's got more first-round picks than us.
2: <laughs>
0: That's how many first-round picks it would cost. I don't think the Steelers want to do that. 844 rich is the number to dial here on the program. Um, don't miss this next segment. I don't know how it's going to go. How's that for a tease? Is this the thing you didn't want to tell us about? That's correct. Uh. Uh. I don't know how this is going to go.
2: All
0: right. It could be terrible or it could be glorious. There's no in between. There's definitely
6: no gray area for this one at all. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business.
1: Furnished by Just Capital.
6: Now, there are stories that that pop
0: up and I'm like, you know what, I, I got to talk about this with the guys on the show. And, um, and then... This one made me think I've got to bring it up with the guys in the show, but it's a very touchy subject, oh, okay. and um, I don't know how it's going to go. So I waited until the end of the show, so if it stinks, <laughs> we're just getting out of Dodge. <laughs>
3: okay. I like that.
0: Yeah, because we won't bring it up tomorrow. It's first. an Olympic story. That's good coaching. Oh, it's an Olympic story. Have you guys heard of the Finnish cross-country skier Remy Lindholm? Here he is. No, I've heard of the Remy Ma. Okay, now if he looks cold, he 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 does. Yeah, it looks really cold. It, it, if he looks cold, it's because he was. Okay. The um, the fifty kilometer race that was being raced over the weekend was shortened to thirty kilometers because it was so damn cold,
5: and how they were cool nervous. They were how cold was it? Oh, how cold was, it? How
0: cool how cool was, it? was it? Well. Uh, the headline will just sum it up. Cross country skier <laughs> suffers frozen penis what? in mass start race. <laughs> what? Okay.
2: What is this? Like, like this is a like, story. Like, this
0: is a Reuters story. This like is an actual, actual story. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I said the word once. It doesn't need to be said again. It's kind of like that Seinfeld episode.
3: But this isn't like a euphemism. It's like no. his actual. It didn't, no,
0: didn't break off did afterwards. <laughs> he spoke to. He told the Finnish media. You can guess which body part was a little bit frozen when I finished. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in. It was just about battling through.
3: <laughs> what?
0: Hold on a minute. <laughs> there he is battling through. There he is. Oh, the pain. <laughs> Lindholm explained that he used a heat pack to oh, try boy. to thaw oh, out his appendage once the race was over. Quote oh, that probably hurt. When the body part started to warm up after the finish, said the Finn. The pain was unbearable.
3: <laughs> huh. Couple questions.
0: I haven't finished with the oh, ultimate. Sorry, sorry. Oh, this, there's more, but there's wait, more. There's more. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> there's more. Okay. Wait.
0: This thing is the, what really caught my eye, other than the thing. Uh, not the thing, but like well, well, no, no, the thing, the, like thing. the, thing really in the story. Not his thing. Here we go. According to Reuters. Linholm spent just under an hour and 16 minutes traversing the course in howling, freezing winds, leading to his right, becoming frozen for the second time <laughs> in a cross-country skiing race. Wait <laughs> a second. Following a similar incident in Ruka, Finland last year. This has happened to the man twice. <laughs> Wait a second. Now.
2: <laughs>
3: Wait.
2: Oh, no. Fool me once. Shame on me.
0: Shame on you. You. Fool me twice. You. We can't get fooled again. Yes. <laughs> to quote the famous rock band, Del Tufo can't even—he's—he's not—he can't even handle it. Don't I don't I don't need I'm to. I'm looking he- for a drop. Okay. So so was so was this fella. Now I mean, don't you think if it's happened
3: once, and it's cold outside, you would take. I mean. I don't know if aerodynamics is key in this race or not. Yes. Wouldn't you make sure that area somehow gets padded? A little little more warm than maybe the rest of your
2: body? Because it's high on my damn agenda. Yes,
0: it would be.
3: Well that's yeah, true.
0: There you go. Oh man. So yes, that's another thing he could have said. I mean, Long johns. So there's all of that. That's like, an Olympic moment. The hand warmers. Do you remember? The, remember? Remember they used to say you would. You would. Yeah, you'd, you'd you use one of those. Some sure. Of the hand warmers. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Remember. <laughs> remember that they always had those. Those uh, features where you'd meet people up close and personal. <laughs>
4: This is a little patience. bit too much. Jack with dad. Don't you
0: think, like, <laughs> after the race, like, nobody's asking you how that is. No, Why you, would you
3: share this you, information? You are letting that be known. Especially since then it's it happened frozen. to you twice. Yeah, that's and the and thing that, I can't get over. Because you
2: twice. know what won't
3: happen
0: to me twice?
3: That Freezing that, my guy. That, it just
2: won't happen twice.
3: Frozen, frozen guy.
2: <laughs> there you have it. Wow. <laughs> this I'm, Olympic I'm moment. I'm glad I did not look that up
0: all <laughs> That's amazing. he, he won this, the goal? Did he win? Uh no. All that yes. for nothing? Hold on a minute. I Mike, guess this is the kicker. Mike, so he Here's the nothing? kicker. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. <laughs> the the subhead, if you will. <laughs> 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 right. Remy Lindholm needs a heat pack after finishing 20. 20- oh, 28. 28. <laughs> so Since the the finishing 28, I'm afraid he's to the, find out how many were he's in the, the field. DFL. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I don't know. It I'm got, hoping there was at least a 29th skier
2: out it there. So,
3: frozen for 28.
2: <laughs> so he almost Lorraine abbotted himself. Hey, stop! Whoa. For 28th place. Oh my god! It was like See, this, this is why co- I was
0: concerned about talking about this. It was hey, like cool runnings
3: we, were like the, the just broke
0: no, off. <laughs> definitely. There was not a cool running. Like a Thank Johnny dangerously. All right, that'll wrap it up. Back to you, Rich. <laughs> Back Thanks to for you, taking Rich. in this edition of the Rich Eisen Show.